Hello, one and all. Season two, episode 10 of the Baggies broadcast. What's That's what you're listening to right now. I'm your host, Luke Hatfield. I'm joined by our West Brom correspondent, Matthew Wilson. Matt, how are you? Very well, thank you, Luke. Good good weekend, wasn't it? It was a great weekend. Yeah, really enjoyed Deepdale. Good pie. That pie was fantastic. Good KFC on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> full of food. Full of food. Yeah, full of food. And a Ryder Cup, by the way. That wasn't bad. Yeah, Ryder Cup was enjoyable as well. Yeah, there we go. Albion win. Um, that pie literally was the best pie I've ever eaten. The best pie you've ever eaten? Ever eaten. I've gone out there and I was discussing this. I was discussing, funnily enough, when I got home from Deepdale, I was discussing this with my girlfriend. I think I had, I had the best pie that I ever had at, at Preston. She just laughed at me. Has but, she ever cooked you a pie before? Yeah, but it's one of them pocket pies you just stick in the oven. You know, oh, it's yeah. not like a, it's not like one made, made from scratch. She's not made I mean? a proper pie. She's no. Just, she used to up her game, didn't she? She really does. She doesn't listen to this, so she she won't she won't hear any of this. But if she <laughs> if she does happen to tune in, uh, then yeah, maybe a decent pie sometime. Um, let's talk let's talk about the Albion because um, uh, it was an interesting showing. Uh, I don't like to talk about football cliches, but it was a game of two halves, wasn't it? <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Um, first half, goalless, nil nil. I actually thought Preston probably. Um, had the better of it, even though I thought Albion had the best chances. You know, it was a great save from uh, Chris Maxwell pretty early on from Carl Bartley at point blank, and then he also rushed out and and saved from Harvey Barnes as well. Um, so I thought Albion had the better chances, but Preston seemed to be, um, I wouldn't say in control, but they just seemed to be a bit more threatening, maybe. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, It was. I mean, it was like, we're talking about 55%, 45%. It wasn't, there wasn't much in it, really. Um, and then after the, after half-time, uh, the game sparked into life. You know, Darren Moore said to us after the game that he, he, he told them at half-time to be more urgent on the board, need a bit more urgency, you know. In this league, teams are not going to come to you. you. You need to go and stamp your authority on, on, on the game and really... Um, you know, take the game to the opposition, and and when you've got such firepower up front and such ability up front, um, they will back off and they will get frightened and they will make mistakes, and that's what happened. And you know, it took just three minutes uh, after the break for them to put together probably their best passage of play so far. Move the ball down the left, and then over to the right hand side, and, and then Livermore clips it in, and and Jay Rodriguez gets in front of his man and, and breaks deadlock. Mm. And obviously that sparked, you know, a second half five goals. Um, and although uh, Preston's second goal was was late on, you know, very late on, ninety fifth, ninety sixth minute, that's probably a fair um, scoreline. I thought, you know, I thought Albion edged the game by one goal. I, I think maybe a three one slightly flattered them, although they did control the second half for, for large periods. I bet Darren Moore can issue a right hair dryer treatment, you know, if he really wanted to. I mean, he gets a, he gets a vibe of a, a very nice guy, and when you speak to him, he's he's an absolutely lovely bloke. But I tell you what, in half time, I'd love to. I'd love to see him issue a hair dry treatment because I think he could do it. I think he could do it. Yes, um, I don't think he did do it on Saturday though. I think yeah. what he did. I think on Saturday he would have been a bit more calm, a bit more positive. You know, just reminding them that they are good enough to zip the ball around on the deck, stop pumping the long balls forward like they were in the first half, which were useless really when you got Gael and Rodriguez up front. Mm. Get it on the deck, you know, um, pass it around and. Um, you know the chances will come from that. Um, I, I imagine it was it was it was firm and determined, but I don't think it would be the hairdryer treatment by any stretch of the imagination. Do you reckon? Do you reckon he's had to issue any of them this season so far? Um, maybe Forest away. I'm maybe. 
they were really poor in the first half there. Um, but I don't know whether it would be a hairdryer treatment because that, and on that on that occasion they they changed their shape and they looked much better afterwards. Mm. Um, and it's that was early on in the season. And you know, speaking to players, he's got the, the why he's got such a good relationship with them is because for two reasons really. Firstly, he's very honest with them. Um, you know, a few players have said that that he's he's he's, he's open um, and he's he, you know he, he listens to them and he's. He, I suppose in the same way that he is with everyone else, he's quite probably quite measured and and thoughtful about what his players are saying and what his players are doing. Um, but also, he knows the mindset of of a player. You know, having mm. having been there quite recently, I suppose. You know, he only retired six six years ago. Yeah. So he knows the mindset. He's seen a lot. He's been through the leagues twenty years as a player. You know, as a player, he's not detached from that dressing room vibe if you know what I mean yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. some managers like for example Jose Mourinho you get the you get the feeling that the longer he goes on in the game the more detached he gets from what the player wants or mm. needs I think Darren Moore at the moment from what I can gather you know obviously I'm not in the dressing room at half time but from what we can gather from speaking to players and, and, and coaches and managers he understands the makeup of a player at, in, in, this, in this modern age and what they need um, to succeed in. and I suppose what they need in the wake of Alan Pardew and in the wake of Tony Pulis two regimes that he was actually quite close to um, and I think on and off the pitch he he is delivering that at the moment mm. Were Albion somewhat fortunate to get three points? The own goal wasn't I mean I thought that was a bit harsh on Preston to be completely honest with you because they did work to get themselves back into the game and then it was somewhat fortuitous wasn't it? On another day they could have drawn that or lost it quite easily. Not only was the the own goal unlucky uh, unlucky for Preston, but lucky for Albion. You know, ninety nine times out of a hundred, that doesn't go in. Um, mm. But also, Rodriguez's effort came off his shoulder, um, yeah. and Bartley nearly gave away a penalty as well. So, yes, it it, it was at both a convincing win but an unconvincing win. If that makes sense, like. There were some good points about. I know they conceded two goals, but I was really pleased and impressed with how Higazi and Dawson played mm. because they looked so much more. And, and, and also Bartley to an extent, but he he looks less comfortable because he's on the left hand side, which I don't necessarily think is his fault. Um, but Dawson and Higazi, particularly, you know, Dawson starts all the patterns of play. Higazi mops up, tracks round, and um, that's that central sort of pivot of the back three. And I think they're they're looking a lot more assured both in and out of possession, particularly mm. Higazi over the last sort of two or three games. So, although they conceded twice, I actually thought the defence looked a bit better. Yeah. Um, you know, I also thought Livermore had another good game. Um, and considering that Matt Phillips was, wasn't playing, was injured, you know, they scored three goals away from home and, and Harvey Barnes wasn't completely firing all cylinders. I mean, there's lots to be encouraged by uh, in that performance. Although I I do agree, I think on another day they could have quite easily have, have drawn that or, or even lost it because they were fortunate on a couple of occasions. Mm. So a little bit worrying with Harvey Barnes. He wasn't really in the game against Preston and a couple more recent games. He hasn't really had the same stranglehold as he did in earlier this season. Is that a worry for you or is it just one of them where it wasn't his game? No, it's not a worry for me. I mean, he, he completely tore Bristol City apart. Um, okay, he struggled to have a big influence on the game against Millwall, but that was because of Millwall's system where they sat back with two banks of four. You know, the, the spaces and, and, and 
the gaps in, in that system are very small and, and much more difficult to operate within. Um, against Preston, no, he may maybe not caught the headlines, but he was still you know getting into positions. You know, we mm. had that chance in the first half. Um, he he had a shot as well that um, was saved by Maxwell, and you know he's only twenty years old. You can't expect him to to completely dominate every single game. Um, he has been brilliant, and he 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 didn't have a bad game on Saturday against Preston. I didn't think he just he just wasn't you know at his I suppose scintillating best, but he was still trying things, and mm. you know he was still making a difference. He was still uh, giving Preston something to think about. Um, you know, I, 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 no, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think he's he's still one of the the major positives of this season. Yeah, and two of the others, Dwight Gale and uh, Jay Rodriguez, of course, on the mark again. I think I'm running out of things to say about these two week in week out because they just look. Like such a threat every time you see them on the pitch, especially I mean, especially at home. But West Brom always look a threat going forward at the moment, and these two really are central, key, integral, integral parts of the way West Brom play at the moment, aren't they? I think they're the best strike force in the league. That's without a shadow of a doubt. You know, they're seven and six goals. Rodriguez has got seven. Gale's got six. I think Morpay's got more than that at Brentford, and I don't know if anyone else has got any more. Um, Gale in particular, for me, has been absolutely fantastic since he arrived. Yeah, he took no time whatsoever to get up to speed. Came off the bench at Nottingham Forest, hit the post, you know, and mm. nearly, nearly um, turned completely turned that game on its head. Then, in the eight starts in the league since then, he scored six goals and six. Cut, some of them markedly different, you know. The goal yeah. against um, Stoke, where the, that amazing roulette goal, that you know, if it wasn't scored in the same month as John McGinn's goal for Villa or, or mm. Adam Reach's goal for Sheffield Wednesday against Leeds the other night, that is a hands down goal of the month yeah. winner. Um, but he also scores, you know, that in the same game, that great touch and volley um, at the near post against Stoke and then on uh, on Saturday he scores a free kick which I didn't know he could do yeah I didn't I didn't picture him taking that free kick I saw Chris Brunt stood next to him yeah. well this has got Brunt's name all over it you think Brunt's going to take it you think Gale's there for um, you know just to give the keeper something to think about but no he whipped it into the top corner and afterwards Darren Moore told us that he practices them um, every day in after training so I think Gale's been has uh, been a superstar really since since he arrived. I think he's a fantastic striker, particularly for this league. Um, you know, as well as the six goals, he's won four penalties, all of which have been converted. Set up a couple more as well. If you think about the the Harvey Barnes goal against Bristol City, where he robbed defender of possession on the byline, drove inside and, and laid it off to him. He's brilliant. Um, what was pleasing as well on Saturday was that Rodriguez had a really good game, particularly second half, mm. and um, got. Got another goal from open play rather than rather than a penalty. Now those penalties have to be stuck away. Yeah. Um, but what I like about Rodriguez is when he's playing well, is he links up play really well. You know, he comes comes deep. Um, he shows for Livermore, shows for Barry or Brunt, and just pops the ball off. And yeah, I you know, a case in point would be the uh, the penalty that wasn't given because because Gale was offside. You know, yeah. lovely little first time ball round the corner to Gale. Um, those two are starting to to develop uh, an understanding and 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 a, and, a, and, a, and a blossoming. But the thing is, I mean, have to play to their strengths. You know, in the first half they were kicking the ball long, and they're just not going to win anything against the championship defence when you kick it long up. You know, 
there has to be a precision ball into someone's chest. I mean, Gale's got a good spring on him, to be fair, and he's won a couple of headers, but that's not their game. You know, you need to get it on the deck, um, fire it into Barnes, get those two running, then, you know, crisscrossing and, and running into channels, and that's how you're going to score goals. Um, and they will score goals because they're both very, very adept finishers, um, especially at this level. Yeah, so still things to work on, but they're sitting top of the table now, Albion. And at the moment, is there any team that really looks like challenging? Because Leeds started so strong. I feel but- for Leeds because they, they they looked really good. They had a couple of really big injuries. You know, mm. they, they've lost Roof, they've lost Hernandez, and lost, they've lost Bamford. That's three of their three of their best attackers. Hernandez looked. Um, it was Hernandez, wasn't it? It is Hernandez, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, and you know, they, they looked um, they looked brilliant before and. Tyler Roberts has actually done okay since he's come in for them, but that you know that's like if Albion lost Gale, yeah, and Rodriguez so, and Barnes, then they would be in trouble. So you know it's it, yeah it's that's tough for them. Um, Middlesbrough, I think, well, I think because of the way that Tony sets the team up and you know they don't they don't, they don't concede many goals, I think they will be there come the end of the season. I think if you finish above Middlesbrough, you're probably going to go up automatically. Mm. Um, but then the other ones that are, that I'm, I'm, that sort of intrigue me, Nottingham Forest. I, I said sort of when we played them, I, th- I think Forest will come good. Still think they'll come good. Um, Derby are interesting. I don't know if they've got the experience that you know they kind of um, rely on, on a bit too much on youth, which can sometimes as we were talking about Harvey Barnes, mm. maybe lack the consistency that, that other experienced players have. Um, um, and then, but then there, there, there's so many teams in there that, that could get on a run and make a break for it. Um, there's only five points separating the top 14, which is absolutely ludicrous when you think about it. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, there are so many teams that will have designs on, on sneaking into the top six, if not the top two. So Albion have got to be on their game, that's for sure. Um, if they want to stay up there, but I think when you look at the starting eleven, there's not really a team in this league that can hold a candle to that starting eleven. The only the only team that I could think of in terms of quality would be, maybe be Villa, but there's question marks over their, their defence. Oh, big question marks, Matt. Very big question marks. <laughs> and. Uh, um, even though Yednak played quite well on Friday, didn't he? But, yeah, he did okay. But I think if you're looking at from the goalie to the back line, now the back line's looking a bit better. You know, they, they've got a, they've, and then you look at the the wing backs are fantastic and central midfield. You've got Livermore's playing incredibly well this season, and then obviously up front, we know what we've just spoken about. I don't think there's a team that can rival their quality. It's just about whether they can sustain it um, and the pleasing thing at the moment is that they they seem to have that winning habit mm. you know that's two times now that they've they've kicked on in the second half kicked into gear and and, and um, taken the game away from the opposition and I think they believe they I think they believe they're better than, than the teams they're playing they know they're better than the teams they're playing and they're, they're flying with confidence at the moment um, and you know, obviously we've got two more games coming up, but I wouldn't be surprised if they won both of them. Yeah, hot or not now, Matt. Hot or not. For those who don't know, hot or not is a very quick game we play. Three, three good points, three bad. 
first one we've we've already covered to be honest Matt J-Rod and Dwight Gale I'd said uh, I was going to ask you if they're the most feared strike partnership in the championship pretty much decided that one already but one not Ollie Burke what's happened to Ollie Burke I mean, we didn't even see him against Palace no Ollie Burke is well he is a 15 million pound mistake at the moment is it fair to say he's a flop now y- yes you can call him a flop it's a bit unfair on him because nobody he didn't ask anybody to spend that sort of money on him mm. um, so you know I, I do feel for him a bit because he's only 21 I think so he's still young you know you think he's still this, he's roughly he's only a year older than Carl Edwards Sam, yeah. Sam Field so he's just got this huge price tag you know around his neck which is obviously means that when he's not featuring it it's more newsworthy than some of the other youngsters I yeah. suppose um, but yeah I, I don't, you know in this system I've said before I've said, I'll say again I think he's I think he's a striker but Darren Moore obviously does not trust him otherwise he would have him in his squad you know he he, he trusts Robson Carnu. He trusts Wes Houlihan and mm-hmm. he seems to be veering towards experienced players rather than youth team players. Um, now the top of the league, so it, it is you know it's dangerous and and probably a bit churlish to criticise him, um, and I'm not going to because it's, at the moment it's working. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ollie Burke is um, they either, they either need to find out what he can do or coach him into doing stuff and, and you know hopefully that as I've said before hopefully that's what's going on behind the scenes they are coaching him to become a better player and he might become that that player for Albion in, in 3, 6, 12 months but uh, at the moment you know he's not getting into the team because the team's doing well and I don't think he can play wing back I don't think he's got defensive capabilities or the mindset to do that Um I, I think he could do a job off the bench as a sort of striker to stretch the play, but at the moment, um, Darren's preferring how Robson Carney for that because I, th- I think he thinks Robson Carney gives him a little bit more control in the mm. final third. You know, he's more likely to win a free kick or with his back to goal, hold the ball up and kill some time that way. Whereas Burke is a bit more um, raw and a bit more unpredictable. And when you try and close a game out. I can kind of understand why he's he, he's trying to veer away from that. Does a loan move help him in January? Do you think? I don't think they'll let him go on loan because you know get get an injury to someone and you're going to need him. So I don't think they'll let him go on loan. No. Tough one for him then. Uh, one man who is doing well or certainly did well against Preston, Ahmed Agassi. Um Great showing for him. Is he adapting to the style of play which Moore's introduced now? I think I think it looks like he is. I think he looks better. Yeah. I think more importantly than perhaps on the ball. I think off the ball he's he's becoming better at sweeping round Bartley and Dawson and mopping up those um those balls over the top or those those little second balls that you know are crucial. Um I thought he was really good against um Preston and I thought he, I think he's been quite good in the last three games as well. Mm. Before that I was there were serious concerns for me about whether he should even be in the team. Um but he's he's come through that and he's he's playing well at the moment. And there's still question marks for me about when he, he rushes out too quickly at times. You know, I think we saw that in the second goal for Preston. He rushed out a bit quickly. Um, and sometimes he can be caught in right wing or left wing and wondering what the hell is he, what the hell is he doing there. Mm. But I think he is 
he's got the confidence on the ball. He probably is the right man for that central that central um, centre back position because he's confident when he's when his foot when his feet are on the ball. And at the moment, you know, it's not as um, sort of what's the word? I'm looking for? It's not you, you're not you're not sitting on the edge of your seat every time the back three have got the ball. Now you are yeah. you're a bit more confident now when they're in the possession. And I think um, yeah, man, that part of that might. have might have something to do with it, with the two teams they've just played. You know, Millwall and Preston were both near the bottom of the table, but uh, encouraging signs, I think. And yeah, like I say, guys, he's finally found some form after what I thought was a, a pretty poor start to the season. Yep, uh, one not so hot. The uh, Carabao Cup, West Brom aren't in it anymore. <laughs> Safe to say, three 0 defeat to Palace. Um, we kind of figured this cup run was going to come to an end at a point, though, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I mean, the disappointing thing for me was that um, having Got having got to the third round with a with youth, you know, Lico, Edwards, Burke, all shiny in the Carabao Cup. More than removed those three players from his team and used it to give Morrison and and Houlihan and you know Mears minutes, which I suppose if you want to, if you're looking long term at what Albion's aim is this season, which is to get a promotion then he has every right to do that. But I think the fans that went on that to that game were somewhat short-changed because, OK, you, it's all very well putting out a team that you think is going to win the match or you think needs minutes. And Morrison and Houlihan were actually two of the better players. Yeah. Um, and Harper and Field, who were two of the youngsters, actually struggled on the night. So... I can understand if you think the step up in quality, you need you turn to your old heads. But the substitutions for me, you know, well, it was obvious that he was saving legs for Saturday. Hagazi, Mears, and Barry all came off, and they all mm. started on Saturday. So it was obvious what he was doing, and um, that was almost you know, at one nil. That was almost sort of admitting, ah, oh, we don't really mind if we lose this. Yeah, and um, I think that was that was probably the feeling, and. In the end, they just they just sort of fell apart um, in the last ten minutes. You know, albeit against Premier League opposition, and Andros Townsend played really well, and you know he's a very good player, Andros Townsend. But um, yeah, it was I thought it was disappointing. Um, but as we said, you know the league is a priority, and um, it, the scheduling didn't really help because it yeah. came in between a midweek game in the Championship and the mid, and, you know, the week before and the week after. If it was the only midweek game that month, then maybe they would have had um, a bit more of a crack at it. But um, I, do, I always think it's a shame the cup competitions aren't taken seriously. Um, however, you know, the times to go for the cups, I suppose, are when you're an established Premier League side, mm. not when you're, you know, back in your first season in the Championship, relentless campaign. Your teams, your, your, your teams, is just getting used to this sort of three game week period um, and I think you know you do have to use your squad and you do have to give those players a chance to shine um, but I would like to have seen a bit more youth and, and, and energy and, and, and verve on the pitch um, the players that got them to that level yeah, got them to that round yeah it doesn't help the fringe players now so to speak at West Brom either because obviously now it's all it's all league action until what January now yes but there are midweek games and you know I'm sure there will be chances, you know. You look at Mears; he, he played. Um, did he play the full ninety on Saturday? I think he did. Didn't yeah, he? he did. Played all you know the whole game on on Saturday because Phillips has 
picked up an injury through fatigue. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, you know, Houlihan or Morrison in, in the next couple of months before January because there will be injuries and they they will need to use their squad because you don't you you'd be very fortunate to go through a season without picking up injuries. Yeah. So our last hot top of the league, West Brom loving life at the moment, standing standing top now. I mean, if you offer fans playoffs, do you think they're going to take it? It's a good question. I don't know. Um, I guess that's down to each and uh, every fan individually. I said before the season started that top six was should be the aim because um, I think it's a very competitive league and for you to to expect top two is is difficult. You know, yeah. it's very. It, <laughs> You got you've got arguably twenty teams that are trying to, that could win promotion. Yeah, the likes to think they could be challenging. Yeah, twenty, playoffs. maybe eight, sixteen or eighteen, about that many. Um, you know, it, and I think the league is showing that there's there are so many possibilities. Um, but at the moment, without injuries, if they carry on the way they are, I think they've got what it takes to go up automatically. Mm. Um, I'm not going to deviate away from top six because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. If they get an injury to to an important player or um, lose a bit of form or if Leeds or if Middlesbrough or if Forest or if whoever it is, Sheffield United, go on a remarkable run and you can't catch them, then yeah. But at the moment, the, the team that looks most likely to put together a run like that I would argue is West Brom yeah considering the players they've got I'd agree with you alright last not the leaky defence um, conceding two against Preston I mean they've, they've won the game so it's you know it's not a, the biggest worry in the world but it is one which you think Albion will be trying to sort behind the scenes because you can't keep conceding goals and expecting to win games can you no you can't but like I said earlier, I think there are signs that things are getting better. You know, obviously the free kick was, you know, Gale gives away the free kick. It's a striker's challenge, but I'm actually quite pleased that he was willing to fight back and and, and try and put that effort in. I think that's a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, the free kick itself, I think Johnston was wrong-footed, but, you know, it's it's one of those where... It's in a tough position for him. If you give it? a professional footballer, what is he? He's literally 20 yards out. Yeah. If you give him a... And I know that the, maybe the wall should have been set up better and, and Johnson should have been covering that side of the goal but a little bit better. But if you give him a, a shot from 20 yards, he might just put it in. So um, there is that. You know, it probably could have been defended better. The second goal probably could have been defended better as well. Um, but I think there are... I'm not as... I'm not fearful every time they've got the ball now at the back. And mm. I was before. So I think there are signs that things are getting slightly better. Yeah, just the one clean sheet in the league, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they've they've conceded a lot of goals. There's no getting around it. But they're also scoring a lot, and the, you know, you know, you'd be concerned if if this approach was um, if if they were trying to shut up shop and this, they were trying to you know they were geared up to to snatch teams one nil on the break or something. But they're not. They're geared up to attack. Yeah. Um, they're geared up to control games and. They get up to score goals, and they're currently scoring two point five goals a game in the league. If they carry on like that, they're going to score one hundred and fifteen goals this year. 
So that's going to win you the game. I mean, two and a half goals, that's going to win you the game more often than not. You know, yeah. you're, you're asking the opposition to score three goals. And it, even when the opposition has scored three goals, that was Norwich. Not, then they won 4-3. You, yeah. <laughs> they, 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 you know, they're geared up to attack. Um, it's exciting. It's fun to watch. It's the football that everybody wants to watch, really. I mean, I know there's a lot to be said for defensive stability and, and, and rigidity, and, and I think they're trying to get to that point. But what Darren Moore has realised is that goals win your games, and it's, it's the hardest thing in the, in, in the world, you know, in the game, to put the ball in the back of the net. And so he built his team from the front back rather than from the back to the front. Mm. And what that does is that gives you a chance in any game to win it. Even if you can see two, you can score three or whatever. Um, and it also gets the fans on side early doors because you are seen as this entertaining side. So what I think he's done is gone all out to win games. Um, they've been nullified a couple of times. You know, Borough away being mm. one of them. But now they're trying to work on that back line, get that sorted. And, you know, speaking to... Jay Rodriguez and Darren Moore after the game they talk, they were talking about working on that on that sort of game management and defensive stability so if that comes then they're going to be an absolutely frightening prospect it would be an absolute unit if they can do that but I would also say that um, yeah, enjoy it you know it, it, it's goals are the best bit about football games really I mean yeah. I'm trying to think what, what would be best I mean does does anybody? I know. I know. I'm not, I don't want to like completely dismiss what what other managers do, but those like I'm trying to think of a, a, a the archetypal sort of Tony Pulis one nil win, and I can think of um, there was one at Goodison Park where they backs to the wall, they defended like lions, and when they they nicked it with um, a Jonas Olsen header from a corner, I think it was. And that's that's a great away day. That is a great away day. You're like mm. brilliant. Oh, we've just been under siege and we've and we've come away with a one 0 win. But that's not sustainable in this league, yeah. where you have to um, you have to take control of the game and you have to try and impose yourself on the opposition. And actually, an away day where it's four three, that's just as it, that's more exciting, isn't it? Yeah, I know yeah. which I'd rather have. Yeah, I mean, I I know it's. I know it's. I know it can be nervy at the back at times, but I think I do think they're improving there. Um, and I think Darren Moore does deserve credit for recognizing that that's how he needs to go about this season, and also for the fact that you know we're 19 games into his tenure, um, and he's won 11 of them, drawn four, lost four. He's doing okay. You know they're top of the they're top of the table and and. Okay, it's very very tight. They might, you know, if they a couple of bad results, they'll be down an eighth. Yeah, it's a crazy league, but they're in the hunt, aren't they? They're in the hunt, and that's what everyone wanted. Exactly. Right. Question time, Matt. Question time. Jeb Dog. He asks, is it time to start integrating some of the younger players? If so, how and where? They struggled against Palace, but with first teamers around them at this level, they might shine. Yeah, I mean, it's very difficult to criticise a team that's won four of the last five and 
and thir- you know picked up 13 points from 15. I, yeah. I, like everybody, you know, you do want to see these youngsters come on. You know, I'd love to see Field, Edwards, Harper all excel this season. But the simple fact is, Darren Moore's got to put a team out that he thinks is capable of of winning games, and he doesn't think those players are uh, the right fit at the moment. And at the moment, he's being proved. You know, whatever he's doing is working. Um, you know, I under- I un- I completely understand um, the desires to get those players in the team, but res- the results speak for themselves, and they're winning games at the moment. So, yeah, Darren does seem to be um, focusing or, or favouring experience over youth um, in the league at the moment. So, you know, we we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens for the rest of the season. There might be. You could see a situation where someone pulls up with a couple of injuries that, you know, all of a sudden it could be on Sanfield's shoulder shoulders in midfield, or you know, or it could be up to Carl Edwards to to make a difference. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, Jordan Holmes. Any concern about our sluggish start to games? Worried that we might be punished early by better sides? Uh, no, actually, by the on the contrary, I'm quite um, encouraged by the the fact that after the break they seem to move up a gear. Now, whether it's down to Darren Moore's team talks or whether it's down to fitness or whether it's down to um, them sort of filling out the opposition, I think I think that's a good quality to have. Mm. Um, there have been no goals scored in the opening 15 minutes in any of their league games. And there have been 12 in the last 15. So, that you know, I mean, that's not great for a match reporter because no. I have to rewrite <laughs> everything yeah, all the flipping time. But, um, you know, Albion have scored... 17 of the 25 goals in the second half and seven of those have come in the last 15 minutes. They finish strongly and they have done all season. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. Um, I also think it shows that if things aren't necessarily going right, they're talking about it at half-time. They're tweaking it and whatever Darren's saying to them at half-time, it seems to be working. Yeah. Kev Key, Mollywood or Fleet and Ari? Uh, Mollywood's much better. Yeah, Mollywood has got a better ring to it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't wasn't bad performance by uh, either player over the weekend. Matt Lewis, any news on when we can expect a definitive answer on whether Sacco is going to happen? Seems to have been training an awfully long time with us now. Uh, no, I mean, you know, he's <laughs> he's one of those that will be kept on the back burner, won't he? I mean, if you if you think think about okay, we're okay at the moment, but if um, if Gale gets injured, Phillips can't recover from his injury or he, he does it and it gets worse, then you might think, okay, maybe he is worth that money. You know, Sacco has been training with him for a couple of weeks, but at the moment, his wage demands are too high and he's not fit enough. Now, if he was a bit fitter, maybe they'd, they'd meet the wage demands. If his wage demands were a bit lower, maybe they'd maybe they'd forego the fitness and, and bring him in and, and get him up to speed and give him time to get up to speed. But at the moment, you know, with all these sort of scenarios, you have to take um, a a risk factor. You know, is, is it is it worth X amount a week for him to come in? Is Do we need him and all that? Um, if, say, Gail picks up an injury in training tomorrow, let's hope he doesn't, say he did, things might, that might change the, mm. out, the outcome. Um but at the moment, you know, no, I don't think there is a. Def- I can't give you a definitive answer because he is one that is available, and they're looking at. Darren Moore obviously likes him. Um, he said that 
as much himself. Um, but we, you know, we wait and see whether they decide to to go for it because it could be it could be a case that Sacco is asking for too long. You know, you look at Mears and Hulahan; they're both willing to come just till January. Yeah, Sacco might want the whole season. You know, it's it's you've got to remember that Albany have just gone through a, a big financial downsizing. Their um, prize money has been split in half. Yeah, so there is a financial and economical aspect to this as well that has to be taken into account. Seems odd to me that he has got these wage demands. I mean, obviously, I don't know the, the figures that he's asking for or the length of time, but it doesn't look like he's got people banging his door down. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I mean, he Crystal Palace offered him a new deal, and he rejected it. Now they're a Premier League club. Yeah. You can make up your own mind how much that was, but I'm sure I'm sure it was not peanuts. Yeah. So, you know, we, we we don't know we don't don't know exactly what he's what he's asking for and what length of the contract, but it's it's it might be slightly different were Albion, you know, fifteenth or sixteenth, and they didn't have Gale and they didn't yeah you know, they didn't have um, they weren't scoring goals as, mm. as as freely as they are, but they are. Yeah. Tom Evans, top of the league, top scorers. Why is there so much negativity on social media now? I can't answer that because I'm not being negative. Um, I think you can still analyse and, and critique and try and try and pick out places that need to be strengthened and and, and question. You know, it's it's obviously not all rosy because otherwise they would have won every game. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I can't answer that. You have to ask those people themselves. Oh, brave, brave Twitter, Tom. Brave Twitter and ask them yourself. Kieran uh, at WBA Kiers asks, so a long way off, obviously, but if we're to get promoted, do you think we'd be ready to go up? Also, where do you think we need to look to strengthen in January if we're still in and around the top six? Um, okay, so it's a long way to go, first and foremost. Yeah. Um, and let's not count the chickens before they hatch. Um, I do think that they would need to do some big business next summer, but you pretty much do every summer these days. Yeah. Um, you know, there are they've got two of their most important players are here on loan. Um, there's also some other gaps in the squad that need strengthening. Um, as for January, I've said before, I think they need a centre back. I know I'm concerned by the back line if something happens to one of those back three. Um, they could do with maybe another another wing back to to supplement Phillips potentially, um, and well, one idea that could play both sides maybe. Yeah. Although Connor Townsend is, is is behind Kieran Gibbs on the left, um, and maybe not a maybe not an attacking midfielder, but sort of a dynamic. Uh, central midfielder because at the moment Barry and Brunt are playing there I think Livermore's having a great season but mm. at the moment Barry and Brunt are playing there and they're doing okay they're doing okay but if you want to look long term I think you need someone Lovo sort of a Ryan Woods ilk to play in that deeper lying role just to sort of move the ball around a bit mm. Livermore's doing really well at the moment don't get me wrong 
but you you could you can I think that's that's somewhere they need to strengthen as well. But I think centre back is a priority for me at the moment. Yeah, last one, Paul Saunders. Paul Saunders, sorry. Is there any reason to worry that Newcastle could or would try to recall Dwight Gale? No, they can't. Not to the end of the summer. Oh, the end of the season. Sorry, not until the summer. The loan stop is locked in for a season, as I understand. Uh, obviously, Leicester can recall Barnes in January, but. Um, the feeling in Leicester now obviously we're three months away but the feeling in Leicester is that um, they probably won't because they are getting he's developing very well mm. at West Brom um, they've got quite a few options out wide um, and and in number 10 as well unless they've got a serious injury to James Madison um, they're probably not going to recall him um, because they think he's developing well last season he was recalled from Barnsley in January but part of, it, part of that was because they wanted to win the Premier League 2 title because they were going quite well in that mm. particular format. So, um, and I think... Albert he's too good for that level now. Well, he's yeah. much too good for that level. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So they, there's no point bringing him back and playing and giving him Premier League 2 um, minutes. They, 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 he only got eight minutes in the, in the league in the second half of last season in the Premier League. So I think for his development... Um, and hopefully his agent would would be um, championing this at the time is probably best for him to stay Um, and hopefully that's the case yeah so hopefully both of them sticking around right got some big news Matt yeah someone has won an Albion shirt do you want to know who it is I do Gareth Whiston is our lucky winner Gareth Whiston so so we needed uh, we needed J-Rod Sergio Aguero and Eden Hazard to score I must admit, I was uh, I was watching I was watching the Chelsea game after 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 uh, we were done at Preston. Well, you were you were busy typing away your quotes. You were actually working. I was sitting there watching the game. Yeah, and Hazard. Yeah, yeah, as, as per uh, Hazard scored. I straight away. I jumped. I, I I jumped up a little bit. I was like, Matt, Matt, someone's won an Albion shirt. You were too busy, and then you realised on the drive home. <laughs> oh, well, I don't remember that. Either way, it doesn't matter. Because Gareth, we've been in touch. We're sorting out your Albion shirt, so we finally got a winner. Which one did he go for? He's gone for right. He's gone for a home shirt. Okay. James Morrison on the back. Ooh. Yeah, bit of a left field choice, I thought. No, Morrison's longest. Seven. I mean, he's, he's a long serving. Longest player. serving player in the club. But ooh, I'd be ten- no. I'd be tended by a Rodriguez or a Barnes or a Gale, but I don't know. Either way, uh, I can understand that Morrison. Morrison's a. It's a good choice, He's Gareth. He's through and through any Yeah, good choice. We'll get that all sorted for you and uh, you should have your Albion shirt in next to no time. Um, just make sure you stay in touch with us on Twitter so we can uh, organise all the delivery, etc, etc. Or if you want to come in, feel free. We will always be happy to spare 10 minutes and uh, grab a quick photo. Uh, let's go for two and two, shall we, Matt? Yeah, we've got to get Gareth to get a photo of his new shirt. 100%. Yeah. 100%. This weekend, pick three games... For us, uh, you can pick the first one. As a, for those who don't know, this is an anytime goal scorer. We'll pick one lucky listener who retweets and follows the account. Uh, and if all three players happen to score in ninety minutes over the weekend, you win an Albion shirt. Your choice with a name and number. First one: West Brom versus Reading. West Brom versus Reading. Yeah. Um I will go for um, goal machine Dwight Gale. Dwight Gale, good choice. I will pick the next one. It's Millwall versus Aston Villa. Tammy Abraham. That's not a bad show. Tammy Abraham's fair, right? I mean, Villa aren't doing too great, but they might. They, he might get a goal. Last one, Matt. Fans all love this one. 
Crystal Palace versus Wolves. Uh, oh, God. Um, Wolves don't actually score that many goals, do they? They don't at the moment. And they're yeah. not taking their chances. I know who I'd pick. Who would you pick? Wilfred Zaha. That would oh, be, be my choice. That's not bad. But they, they don't concede goals, Wolves, do they? Is it, is it at Palace? It's at Palace. It's at Selhurst Park. Um, you can go for a Wolves player if you want. Not in an Albion podcast, I can't. Yeah, fair. Even though I've got two Wolves players in my fantasy football team. Yeah, uh, I left I left 27 points on the bench last weekend. <laughs> oh, really? I'd, I bought Matt Doherty in and he got me loads. Yeah, got an assist. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll go for I'll go for Zaha. I'll, I'll, yeah, I like Zaha. Good choice. My suggestion as well. So, with all three of those goals score, uh, if all three of those players happen to score over the weekend, uh, one lucky person will win an Albion shirt. We'll let you know on Saturday morning who that person is. So make sure you follow in and retweeting the account. Let's talk about Sheffield Wednesday, Matt. Albion take on Wednesday at Hillsborough on Wednesday. This one looking like a, a tougher prospect. Yeah, I think it will be tougher than Preston. Wednesday have started quite well. Um, but on the plus side for the baddies, Barry Bannon is suspended. Yes. And he is the linchpin in that team. You know, he controls everything in midfield. I think the stats from when he, from his return to the side, are, and because we spent a period out before that, are absolutely ridiculous. It's like night and day. So he is a really important player for them. So that's good news um, for Alwyn. Um And... You know, we saw. I watched the game on Friday because they played Leeds, mm. and um, it wasn't easy for Leeds. Although they they did play pretty well, um, you know, they still only got a point. So I think Wednesday. I don't want to say. I don't want to say it's not going to be easy by any stretch of imagination. It's going to be much diff- more difficult than Millwall and Preston. But I do still think Albion will be favourites. I do still think they're capable of winning there. Mm. Um, They've they've got a better team, put that put it simply, and and they are in form and they're they're playing well at the moment and they're they're building up ahead of steam. So I think Albion will be favourites, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they won. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. Um, still players to worry about, even without Baz there, uh, Forestieri, Fletcher, Adam Reach. Yeah, you look at those players, um, Forestieri and Reach. Yep, yeah. um, Fletcher. Okay, he, he can finish. But are any of them better than what Albion have got? They're not better than Albion's front three. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. You know, you, you, I find myself looking at these championship teams that the baggers are coming up against and thinking, okay, he's dangerous, he's dangerous. And then you, then you think, yeah, but none of them are, none of them hold a candle really to to mm. what to what West Brom have got. So, um, yes, obviously, they, they, you know, Fletcher, good in the air, can always sniff out a goal. Forestieri is probably the sim- quite similar. Um, Always capable of scoring. Reach will be buzzing after that goal. He's always good for a world in Reach. Yeah. Um, but, I, I, you know, oh, he scored that great one against Villa, didn't he, last year? Yeah, like eight seconds into the game yeah. as well. Sam Johnson, Sam Johnson will remember that. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, but I just think, you know, even if Wednesday get one or two, I, you know, I, I, do, I do still think Albany have enough to come through. I think a draw is a good result here. I, 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 yeah. I, th- I think you take that before the game kicks off. But, uh, yeah, it won't be easy, but um, they're they're flying at the moment. Three wins on the spin in the league, and uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they turned them over. Yeah, certainly don't fear anyone at the moment. What's the deal with Phillips and Gale? Are they both going to be fit? G- 
Gale is. Gale's fine. Um, just a precaution that he was taken off an injury time against uh, uh, Preston. He should be fine. Phillips faces a late fitness test. You know, he's got this muscle strain. But I don't think he'll be risked if, um, mm. if, if there's any doubt. Because, you know... What's the point in playing him in one game if he's then going to miss the next six? Yeah, you need to get him, make sure he's completely hundred percent before you bring him back. Um, and okay, there will be some question marks with Amir's can can do two ninety minutes within such a short space of time because he's thirty five and you know wing back is not an easy role. Um, so that might be the only sort of area that that could be of interest um, on. On Wednesday, but apart from that, I think the team probably picks itself. I wouldn't be surprised to see Brunt start ahead of Barry because I don't think Barry can do two games in a week. And also, I didn't think he played that well in the first half mm. uh, against Preston, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Brunt back in there. Um, yeah, and we'll see how they get on. Yeah, I was going to ask that question. That that shirt seems to be one area where you think Barry and Brunt are almost tussling over it a little bit. Do you think Brunt's just got the edge? I don't think they're tussling. I think they're just rotating. I think it's just, you know, there's so many games and Barry's 37, Brunt's 32. It's an unfamiliar position for Brunt. I don't think either of them can do two, three games a week in that role. I, just, I you know, It's I, a tough I, ask, isn't it? It's yeah, I, and, I, and I think that he's just going to rotate it. And I, I thought Brunt played well against... Um, whoever they played before Millwall mm. he had quite a solid game moved the ball forwards I think that's what he's good at you know um, played the ball into into Barnes's um, feet a lot of times and I think that's that's why he's in the team when, when he when he does play um, wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, start against Wednesday mm. and then after that of course Reading we'll briefly talk about this one because obviously it's a long way off yet um, Reading's struggling right now um, and without being at home the form they're in you can see this is Possibly a big score if, if if Albion have got the shooting boots. Yeah, this could be a three, four, five nil. Seven. Yeah, well, don't, I, no, I don't think it'll be a seven. You know, that takes the team to completely capitulate. Reading are struggling, um, and Albion just fantastic at home. So, particularly in the league. So yeah, I I, I can't see anything other than a, than a than a baggies win on that particular day. Yeah, make sure you stick with us for all the coverage of that one heading into it. Of course, we'll have plenty more after the Wednesday game. Let's get predictions, Matt. Let's finish with predictions as we always do. First up, Sheffield Wednesday away. I think it'll be 1 2. So 2 1 to Albion. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think I think Sheffield Wednesday will score first, and Albion will get two in the second half. Uh, and Reading at home on Saturday. I'm going 4 0. 4 0? Yeah. Okay, I will say 4 1. 4 1. Yeah, they might concede a goal, might they? Yeah. Right, that just about does it. I'm looking forward to both of these games, Matt. Yeah, it should be good. I mean, the thing the, the thing about this league is, lose you know lose them and they'll be down in eighth, tenth. It's a fantastic league. It's so enjoyable at the moment. Five five points separating fourteen teams. It's Ludic- crazy, isn't it? You don't see that in the Premier League. Ludicrous. Yeah, give me the Championship any day. Well, until Albion get back up there. <laughs> Uh, right, that just about does it. Uh, make sure you follow, make sure you're our team for your chance to win Albion shirt. Uh, Gareth, make sure you get in touch with us as well. Um, but from me, from Matt, a fond farewell. Ta-ra.